and welcome to another edition of the Dragon Thistle Rugby Pod. Um, my name is Sean, I'm joined by Mike. How are we, mate? You okay? Same introduction yeah. every week. I need to change that. We do, yeah, we need to mix up. I've had a, a good week of weather down, I'm down in Pembrokeshire at the moment. Weather's absolutely amazing, So, uh, which is decent. I'm not on holiday, I'm actually working. Um, but no, had a good week, can't complain. Uh, yourself? Quiet, mate, quiet. Yeah. Went out, enjoyed the football on Sunday. Loved it. Loved uh, it. So, so with the footy, so I'm not, I didn't want England to win, but I wasn't necessarily cheering Italy either. I was a bit like ambivalent to it. I just wanted John Pickford to do well, which he did. Um, I was just like, I just passed Karen. I was getting sick of it. It's coming home. Shit. But yeah. I, I won't, I just wasn't really bothered. I, I, Someone who was sat with us or sat by us made a really good point. Like when it goes to penalties, it's the best way to win, worst way to lose. Yeah. But yeah, it was made up. I sat there with my wife and my my in-laws who are all English. Devastated. Kind of had a little smile on my face. Trying I didn't rub it in, in fairness. I was good about it. Yeah. I was good about it. But yeah, no, apart from that, mate, yeah, quiet one really. Uh the fans were knobs. Uh, some of them. I mean, I was a minority, but just but happens <laughs> happens in every sport. I mean, fucking Scotland eight, eight fans. Scotland fans fucking abused Eddie Jones on a train home. Do you know what I mean? One time, it's not just football fans. No, football fans everywhere. People are knobs, aren't they? But it's yeah, a minority. Yeah. It is a minority. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, an eight o'clock kickoff was always going to be murder, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 But I digress. So just a couple of little bits before obviously we get into the uh, the rugby or the games. Anyway, um, first one announced today that Nigel Walker, former Wales winger, has been appointed as the new WRU performance director, taking over the role from Ryan Jones. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure whether that's a good appointment or not. Um, Ryan Jones seems to be doing a good job. I think when he left, though, I think they said the job was going to be like, Basically, the, the job didn't exist anymore. But either way, obviously, we need a performance director. And I think uh, Nigel Walker has been working at Cardiff Rugby for a few years. So, sure, do a decent enough job. The other bits of news, obviously, uh, Marcus Smith got called up at the weekend. And they made a big thing about him being told in the tunnel. Um, apparently, that's not true. <laughs> Apparently he was told before the game. I don't know what I, I don't know what the truth is, but when it, when I listened to a press conference with Warren Gatland, he said he knew. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, he's been called up because uh, Finn Russell's going to miss uh, a couple of weeks with a, a slight Achilles tear. Um, so he won't play now until the test matches, uh, which puts him sort of behind the eight ball. Ronan Kelleher has been called up. There's no injuries to hookers, but apparently Gatland, I think it might be a bit little, a bit of reward for putting in them a couple of weeks of training with the uh, in Jersey. And obviously he played, I think he scored four tries for Ireland the other night. Yeah. And so he's been called up. And then I suppose the big news, which will probably be the first debate of the pod, Alan Wynne-Jones um, rejoining the tour um, after Unbelievable recovery. We're saying unbelievable recovery. He mustn't have fully dislocated his shoulder. Yeah. It makes you think he should have probably just stayed on the tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and to be honest, maybe, I think, probably Gatlin thinks that now, maybe. I don't know. Um, So, I'm kind of, divided on this really I'm glad he's gone back on the tour because you know fourth tour and all that you know the the whole thing around him going on it the other thing I'm a bit well you've been replaced you haven't been with the team for four weeks it's only 18 days yeah yeah I suppose so Um, you know obviously I know you said does it undermine Conor Murray Um, to be fair I actually think it might be a good thing for Conor Murray He's not exactly playing well. I um, think it might be a good thing for the Lions because now they don't have and, to start Conor Murray. And I think if you, I suppose we are going to get onto the game tonight. But leadership was a bit; it wasn't really there tonight. But we will talk about that. So I don't know. I 
to, to be honest, I think, you know, after the geography six and stuff, I do believe Gatlin would have sat down with this leadership group and stuff and said, listen, you know, if he's available, would you want him here? I don't know. How, do you, how What's your thoughts on it? I'm a bit mixed, if I'm honest. Part of me is like, well, he's same gone. Second? Yeah, same here. I'm exactly oh, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm like, a little bit like, well, he's gone, so that's kind of it. But then he's fit, so... You know, he was originally meant to be part of the squad. You know, he's not missed. I mean, Hogg's still there and he's only played 80 minutes of rugby. You know, Henderson. Henshaw. Uh, Henshaw, sorry, as well. He's only played however much rugby. So he's not like he's missed a lot of rugby compared to some of the mm. players that are still out there. Um, mm. However, you know, how much, you know, how much, if he comes in the starting lineup on Saturday, so, right, I, might, I think he'll start on Saturday. He's but, not. Um, say again. It's been confirmed he's not playing Saturday. He's not playing Saturday. So, how much no. of the, the plays, and I'm sure he'll be able to catch up quick, but how read into everything they're doing is he and, and stuff like that? Because um, obviously the game, the tactics will have developed uh, since they, you know, since week one and week two and things like that. And how quickly can they get him up to speed? Um, but I'm a bit like the same. I'm like, part of me originally, I was like, I don't think you should go back out there. And then, like, now I'm part of me is like, well, I don't actually think Conor Murray's doing a doing a, a good a, a particularly good job on the pitch as a captain. Certainly not playing well enough to be starting test matches, I don't think, although I've got him as my starter because I think Gatland will pick him still. But, you know, if Alan Wynne Jones comes back in as captain, then there's reason to say, well, Conor Murray doesn't have to start anymore. Um, which obviously is good for Davis and Price. But I mean, um, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm neither here nor there anymore. If I'm honest, he's, you know, he was selected to be in the Lions tour. He got injured. He's coming back. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's fine. I'm, I'm not really that bothered. So I seen something on. I'm going to steal this on Facebook. I mean, not like make it sound like my idea. Oh, he's been training with Wales. Um, so I'd imagine behind the scenes, he's been doing fitness with Wales before these the, the pictures came out. He had to do two. Uh, contact sessions, didn't he? Yeah. The pictures look decent, but obviously they're only pictures. Um, but, I mean, someone like Alan Wynne jones he's not... I mean, people are saying, oh, is he being selfish? I don't think Alan Wynne jones is the sort of person to go there if he didn't think his shoulder was, was good enough. No. I think, you know, he's he's that respected in the game and he, and I think he respects the Lions that much that I don't think he would. Yeah, but the suggestion I've seen, I, I, I seen on Facebook, which would have been perfect, I know what you're saying about maybe he might be behind the eight ball in terms of the moves and stuff. But he'll have a week with that when he had known the line out calls. That wouldn't have that might have changed a little bit, but I think a player like him, I would believe. What I seen, I think this was personally right. He should play for he should play against what he should have done is play against Argentina on Saturday. Give him 50, 60 minutes against Argentina, and he can fly out on the Sunday. Be there on the Monday, straight into training, and have a week's prep or you know right. six days. I, prep. I, I, I would play him. So I wouldn't play him in the Wales game. I'd have played him this. I know you said he's not playing Saturday, but I'd have played him Saturday for um, the Lions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like, if you want to get him up to speed, play him against Argentina, wouldn't you? A proper physical team, a proper, a proper game, rather than you know. I'd rather get. Him, I get what you're saying, but I'd rather him be. In with the players that he's going to be playing against, if you want him to play in the test match. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I see what you mean, but I think, like, I think if you're trying to get him fit, ready well, for fit. if you want to get him ready for a test match, he's you want to get him fit, playing test match opportunity. He's coming out because he's fit, though. So that's the point. So the point I, I'm trying to make is that I'd rather get him used to playing with the Lions because that's the people he's going to be playing with for the next three weeks. Yeah, of games. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and in fairness, but he, he did spend three weeks with them. Purely training, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine it's changed too much. Um, obviously, it will evolve. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was quite a, a decent idea. Get him, see what he's like in a, in a proper test match against Argentina. Fly him out on the Sunday and then get him involved. I don't know. I mean, good luck to him. I have a feeling, especially after tonight's game, that he, he's potentially in for that. I don't think you fly him over not to play him, but you can't start him on the bench but we'll get to that yeah. 
Yeah, we'll see how that one goes. Right, let's get on to the game. So, obviously, we'll start with the game on Saturday. Um, the Lions finally beating the Sharks 71-31. I watched it on the Sunday, to be fair. So, obviously, I was getting a, a running commentary off you, which was decent, to be fair, because I was out. A mad game, to be honest. And, and to be fair... I think the Lions would have won eventually, don't get me wrong, but the red, there was a red card in the game, which obviously ultimately uh, changed the game, didn't it? I think at one point, it was 31-24, and then once the red card happened, the Lions scored um, seven tries. Yeah. <laughs> seven tries, so... Um, to be fair, there's not a lot of people who, who probably put their hands up during the game, it wasn't. It sounds mad. I think I texted you, didn't I? Saying the score will tell you seventy-one thirty-one. Brilliant game. It wasn't really. It was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was a very like frustrating game. They were yeah. just didn't do the basics well. They were trying to. I think because they put on scores in their first few games, they thought they could just play this offloading rugby, and it's like, and they they didn't want to keep all the ball. People were offloading off the floor and. Um, some of the plays they went to do, they weren't really committing to them, and they were offloading a bit early and stuff. And it was just it was a bit frustrating. And in uh, fairness, they'd have had a they'd have had a tough week then as well, wouldn't they? Yeah. In the sort of, he was talking, they did an interview with Dan Bigger, and he said um, whether he was joking or not, but he said the week was that bad. He said Farrell's room's down the road for me, and he was packing a scrum cap because he thought he might have to play in the forwards. Yeah. Obviously, that's a little bit tongue in cheek, isn't it? Um. But yeah, I mean, obviously, there was lots of mistakes. There was three or four intercepts, wasn't there? Obviously, Gareth Davis threw one, which led to a try. Um, Daly just dropped the ball while trying to pass it. Yeah, it was mental. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, there was players who played out. You know, obviously, I know you put your uh, your ratings on uh, on. Um, on Twitter. Right. My thing with Gareth Davis is, don't get me wrong, he's nowhere near that test team. I mean, he, he only got five minutes tonight, I think, and I don't think he took his opportunity that well. He had the intercept, he did get uh, blocked. But apart from that, I actually thought he wasn't that bad. I'm not saying he was exceptional. I think he's definitely behind the other two. I don't I think, think he got given a great platform, I'll be honest there. I don't think he was given a great platform. And that's uh, I thought, like, I mean, at the end of the day, the Lions still scored four tries in the first half. So they must have done something right. But, I mean, you're right. I mean, Gareth Davis, to me, he did, you know, he didn't do his chances well. I don't, I don't think he's near the test team. I thought Johnny Hill um, was poor. Yeah. I think he played his way out. Um, with with the Gareth it. Davis one as well, he, got, he only got given three minutes tonight or something like that, didn't he? Yeah, it was like, yeah, he got given three minutes and he got hooked early on, on Saturday as well, didn't he? Which I thought was I thought was harsh knowing that Conor Mori was going to start tonight. Um, but, I mean, listen, who are we? Warren Gatlin makes the decisions, yeah. doesn't he? So, um, But, I, yeah, I thought it was, like you said, altogether, it was all scrappy, wasn't it? I didn't think it was... Although the scoreline says they dominated, I don't think they, they did. You know, before the red card, it was, what, 31-20? So, I agree, it was, a, it was a close game, but I think the Lions tried were like fairly well constructed in the first half, and I thought, um, who did they play again? It was the Lions again, wasn't it? No, the Sharks. 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 I thought their tries were just from mistakes. I didn't think they necessarily like constructed really good tries. It just came from like an intercept, a drop pass. Uh, and things like that. I thought um, physically so I think... turned up though. Pardon? I think that was the first time that the Lions had a bit of a physical. Yeah, oh, I agree with that. Yeah, they brought the physicality and, and things that I 100% agree with that. You know, they weren't getting over the game line as much and, and stuff. But I just thought, like, rather than the Sharks, like, constructing, like, good tries, they were kind of like gifts. Um, you know, they didn't, like, go through, like, 20 phases of play and, and then, you know, and score a try. It was, you know, an intercept here and a drop pass there and they and they go and score. Yeah. I mean, the other thing to think of is, is they, they they might not be thinking at the time, is players probably try a little bit 
too hard maybe as well because the opportunities are so slim and because of what's happened with the COVID and stuff, you know, a lot of players haven't really, you know, we're talking about a hog, uh, a Gareth Davis, have been, you know, so limited for time, haven't they? Yeah. Um, some of it completely out of their hands. Um, they almost, they could have been trying too hard. I'm not trying to make excuses for them, but obviously but we, like, with limited time, you, you've got to try, haven't you? Yeah, we said like Tom Curry when he played in his first game, it looked like he was just trying too hard. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas then today, I'm sure he was trying hard, but he got it right today. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, he played really well. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, yeah, I mean, it was a good win in the end. I mean, the scoreline, 71-31. It must be said, the the, uh, the Sharks come off, getting sent off in the foot. What was he doing? There's no need for it, was there? What was he doing? It's just... In today's game, when you've got cameras everywhere and TMOs, although we'll get to that in a bit in the next in the game we just watched, when you've got cameras and TMOs and stuff everywhere, yeah, so just it wasn't needed. They taken them out the touch that was there. I think it was going to be their ball, so going to be their line out, yeah. Easy, crazy, but hey ho, um, and that will lead us on to. To tonight's game, so this is nice and fresh in the memory. Uh, where the Lions played South Africa, right? Are we going to call them South Africa, right? Let's just call them South Africa, right? Uh-huh. Um, a slash the first team, uh, eventually winning 17 13 against the Lions. Um, it's a proper yeah, test I mean, match, wasn't it? Pro- yeah, it was a proper game. I think, you know. We can all sit here and we can all sort of go on about, you know, Josh Adams scoring four tries and Duan running in three and all this. And it's great to watch, but I think games like this tonight is re- what you really want to see, isn't it? You know, yeah. I don't want to see as, as they are. Tonight was a game that, you know, I really enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed, right. So, yes, I did. And I did enjoy it. I did. It was good. But when it comes into like this is where like so when they've played the other teams and they've 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 won and won well, you know, they've played like exciting attacking rugby, balls coming out the back of the scrum quick, you know, they're going through their phases, they're getting it through the hands, getting out to the backs and they're scoring tries. Today was good and it was different, but I mean, how many times did Conor Murray kick the ball? How many times did Owen Farrell well. kick the ball? And it's like and I, I, I get that you play for territory. South Africa the same, they kick that they play for territory. I get all that. I know why it's done, but it's not as exciting as seeing like, you know, some of the it's, attacking rugby that you've played. It's not, but I I, um, I made a comment on someone's Twitter the other day saying about oh this is exciting. I said, well, let's see let's see how different the game plan is because you know like, if there was a penalty, the Lions have gone to the corner every time, haven't they? I don't think they've kicked a penalty yet in any of these games. Um, so, I had an idea it, it might change. I mean, to be honest, like, if we just get down into it, if we just look at the first, say, 20 minutes, Lions are absolutely blown away physically yeah. all over the place. Um, absolutely monstered at the breakdown. And I think... It was a shot. I, I don't. I don't care who it was. Who it would have been on that pitch? It could have been a, a different fifteen. And I still think it had gone the same way. Yeah, um, I think it didn't matter who was on the pitch. Or that first twenty minutes, they just didn't. Either they didn't think South Africa would be like that because of obviously they have had their issues with COVID and their self isolation. Um, but they came out and blitzed them, didn't they? And obviously, you had um, Farrell getting charged down. Um, why? Why he kicked it? Barely mentioned. Though, was it? Barely mentioned. No, Finn, no, Finn Russell does not. that. He gets slaughtered. Commentary was just die, wasn't it? Yeah. Commentary was just well. Will Greenwood is, is die. The Irish guy. I'm not saying because he's Irish. I just don't know his name. <laughs> terrible, terrible. I like I like Sam Warburton though. He speaks a lot of sense. Nigel Owens and Will Greenwood having a little uh, having a little tit for tat was all right, but. Just yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, first I just think they got blown away, blown away, and I just thought, wow, 
And I, I think I texted you, didn't I, saying they just look sluggish, the Lions. Yeah. Um, and just off off the pace completely. After Farrell had um, been charged down, Lions get a penalty, and he instead of going for the post, it might have been a bit too far out. To be fair, he he misses touch for the penalty. Yeah, just what, what, what did I text you for that one? Um, what did you text me for that one? I said if, I said they've not even mentioned that he missed touch, but Finn oh Russell no, they was, didn't. Finn no, Russell would have got slaughtered. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Do you think Dan Bigger would get slaughtered? He would get abused by the commentary more than Farrell did. To be fair, Farrell got Russell did get away without getting too much criticism for kicking the ball on the full three times. Yeah, they, they they battered them in that game. It's a close test match. Yeah, that's not technical. Um, yeah. No, but so yeah, I mean they they got they got mullered, mullered. Farrell was awful in the first half. Connor Murray, and this is where we, we the talk about Alan Wynne Jones comes in. Alan Jones would probably be sat on a flight. He probably hasn't watched the game, in fairness. But if he's sat on a flight, he's got to be thinking, I've got a good chance to be captain of this team because I thought he was his pass was slow. I think some of his bot kicks were okay. Um, but the ball was so slow. It was just... And then, take, take away that, his leadership around the pitch, I thought, was non-existent. I, 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 his box kicks were, were okay, some of them. But he didn't vary it up. So you see, like, Faf. Faf puts box kicks in, but then he puts kicks into corners, you know. He'll hit them flatter and things like that to yeah, get him yeah, behind. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he, he varies it up again. Don't get me wrong. Faf, him and Depont are the two best scrum in the world, in, in my opinion. Um, so I get that. But, like, he didn't have any variety to his game. It was box kick or get the ball out and give it to Owen Farrell or one of the forwards. But it was really slow ball every time. And I get some of that is because they were getting mullered a little bit in the breakdown, particularly in the first half. Um, but, you know, he needs he needs to, like, generate some kind of momentum. He needs to get quicker ball. And, you know, and, and there was times when he could have done it, but he just takes his time. He takes time. And I get he's probably paying to... Uh, to um, to a structure and on all that, but it was just slow. It's like, all right, he's going to put a box get on. It wasn't like, oh, he's going to put one in behind or anything like that, like Faf does and varies it up. It was just the same robotic kind of what he does. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, they end up going 17-3 down after Elliot Daly comes on at full-back. I don't know why they didn't put Watson at full-back and Daly to wing. And he just kicks down the throat of, of Cheslin Colby, the probably most dangerous player on the pitch. Easily, easily. And then, obviously, listen, what happens is, and I said this to you, I don't think it would matter if it was Harris or not. I think Harris could have been a bit more aggressive on him, but then he could have got stepped again, I don't know. But um, he just literally, he just destroyed him, didn't he? It's yeah. just got to be, it's got to be, you've got to sit there and just go, fuck. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you get give Colby an inch, you know, he'll take a mile, wouldn't he? And which he did. In fairness, I thought they kicked far better to him in the second half. Um, I mean, to close out that first half, there's a lot of talking points there. I thought the Lions came back into the game. I think they started to deal with the physicality a lot better. One thing to say in the first half, the scrum was very good. Yep. Uh, Win Jones particularly, uh, winning two scrum penalties. I thought he was good round the pitch. He had a really good game, in fairness. Yeah, really agreed. good game. Um, and I think, you know, unfortunately for for Mako, that's I'd say his chances of a Test match um, gone, apart from injury. But obviously, if you talk about the first half, obviously um, the first. I mean, let's talk about Faf's yellow card, and we'll talk about what happened sort of after that with sort of headless rugby. How's it not red? How's it not red? And how's the TMO saying, you know, there's no head contact at all? Nowadays, I think this is the difference of how the referees have been refereeing in Southern Hemisphere and Northern Hemisphere. Obviously, the South Africans would probably get more to us, but what he's got there with no arms, so that's what he got the yellow card for. But then they, they kind of make the point that he. There's no head contact, but he hinges himself. How do he injure himself? Recklessly hitting 
Josh Navidi in the head. In fairness to Josh Navidi, he didn't make anything of it. But would they have looked back at that if Josh Navidi had gone down unconscious, let's say? Yeah, because that was the thing. The TMO said, or no clear head contact. And then (laughs) the referee watched the video as well, and he then said, yeah, no clear head contact. And I'm like, I was like, fucking, it's gone down holding his head. Yeah, well, that's (laughs) what he said. He said, said, no clear head contact. The nine hurts himself in the tackle. Yeah, I was like, he hurt himself in the tackle. It was reckless. It's right to the head, it's contact to the head. No arm, so you've flown in out of con- it, you'd say out of control. Yeah, it's just, I mean, that's I mean, you know, you don't want to see red cards in games, you know, people say it ruins games, but I think that is such a poor decision, you know. And luckily, uh, hopefully, there's no South African TMOs during this. I know obviously there's going to be neutral referees for the um, for the test match, but I thought that was, yeah, agreed. I just thought it was a terrible, terrible, terrible decision. Obviously, then the Lions put the pressure on, build the pressure, and uh, South African back row gets yellow carded. And then it just goes to to shit at the end. I don't know why, and I think it was Sam Waterman who said, terrible decision. You need to be going... One, the scrum have been going well. Two, yeah. they were down and back forward, and you don't have a scrum half defending. And they kept yeah. going for the... Exeter tap and go, which don't get me wrong, is great, but you're not Exeter. If you're going to do it, do it when Luke Cowan Dickey's on because he is unbelievable at that, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. And, but like, that is something I was listening to a podcast. That is something Exeter are very good at because they've drilled that over years yeah. and years with the same sort of players. There was a point there, you know, and that's you can blame Murray's on the forward. again, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So you, some people you could blame it on the forwards, obviously, but forwards are always going to have the head down and want to want to burrow in, don't they? Yeah. But you need a Connor Murray and a Farrell, and Farrell might have been doing it, but you need a Connor Murray and a Farrell to be going, get out the way, give me the ball. You got players like Anthony Watson, Chris Harris, Louis Reesamit. Surely there's space for them players, isn't there? Somewhere. Yeah. And it was just so. I mean, it, I think if the Lions had scored just before half time, you know, it, it potentially changes the game because they're coming in seven points down against well, 13 men instead of starting off 14. Yeah, buzzing, not starting 14 points down the second half. So, yeah, real poor game management. And, and I suppose it makes it it's doubly worse for Conor Murray because one, you are the controller, you are the voice at nine, Farrell is the voice at 10. Even worse, you are the captain. Um, surely you should be turning around to your forwards and going, "Listen, lads, do you fancy this scrum?" I'm surprised nobody nobody did though. You know, even the forwards is not stopping that and going, "Listen, let's hit this." You know what I mean? And I think I don't mean to be arsenal. This is the whole Alwyn Jones debate. That's when you really need leadership on the pitch, don't you? Yeah, leadership and someone who's got a presence about them. Who was that in? You know, and I'll criticise someone like Ken Owens should be saying that. You know, he's an experienced player. You know, he's captain. Oh, Owen, Owen Farrell, Owen Farrell, and Conor Murray are experienced players. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, to be honest, the second half it felt it felt like Farrell was captain of the team. Yeah. He was the one talking about um, talking about um, talking to the ref. So, yeah, I mean, it was a real poor finish to the first half, especially when South Africa down to 13 men. But I think there were signs in the first half that they could compete. They definitely that, grew into the game, yeah. Yeah, and I think that manifested into the second half where I thought the Lions played really well, if I'm honest. I think they started... I think they finally got used to that physicality. And I think yeah. towards the end of that first half, uh, Tom Curry, Toby Falatow started to come into the game a lot more. Um Navidi, like you said, Navidi was a bit was a bit quieter. Um, I think more so because he just went about his business. Really, it's, it's, it's what I said to you about Watson on um, Hamish Watson on Saturday. I didn't think Hamish Watson was great. It's not a criticism. He just went about his business. Whereas other games, he's been really good, hasn't he? Yeah, I think it's the same for Navidi. And I suppose Tom Curry, if you were ever going to put a. Um, if you're ever going to put you down, yourself down for a test game, 
this was the game and he certainly put his hand up in that second half. Very good, wasn't he? I think... But Marrow did well. Marrow, Marrow played. Marrow grew into the game really well. Um, like you say, I thought Toby was really good. He got hooked sort of in the 50th, 55th minute or something. I think that's maybe to protect him for the test team. Um, I don't know. Could be injury. Um, but I thought, I mean, the time he went off, I just text my mates and I think he's going really well here. Um, like you say, Win Jones thought he was fantastic, deserved his try eventually. Yeah, um, good, yeah. I, I thought Ken Owens was good. Line out was good. Um, I just think it was a bit stagnant in the backs, wasn't it? It was. It didn't seem a lot of co- uh, cohesion. And that, obviously, you know, there was last minute changes with Josh Adams. Congratulations. Hopefully, your your baby's born now. Um, <laughs> obviously, had to pull out because his his wife went into labour. Um, so obviously there was changes. One well, early change with uh, Liam Williams going off of the HIA, which I think could have been checked. Um, yeah. But yeah, they just sometimes they didn't manage the um, when they were down to thirty men. They didn't necessarily manage that great. Lewis Ramit, Lewis Samet went close. Um, you know, I think sort of this this game sort of showed. A lot of his inexperience. He kept plucking away, though, in fairness. He just doesn't seem to be getting the ball in space, does he? No, that's the thing, yeah. Where where he he can, really I mean, there was, was a really good one where he, he chipped... Uh, Conor Murray did a nice little chip down the line. And Zamit got there and he dragged Colby behind the try line. Oh, he just got over the try line, didn't he? Just... Yeah. yeah. But, but because Zamit's that quick, he had no support with him. Yeah. You know, because he pulled, he'd done such a good job, and you just think you just need that second, third man to come in and smash him. But I, I genuinely think it's just because he was people just you know couldn't keep up. So yeah, I mean, I, I think the Lions will take so much out of this game. To be honest, I was I was happy with the second half. I was gutted they didn't win, obviously. But take into consideration, I think that South African A team had five hundred and twenty-two caps, sixteen World Cup winners in it. Yeah. And I, I agree, you know, they haven't played with each other for 18 months or since the World Cup, however long that was. And they have had um, obvious issues with the COVID and stuff. But they are the same players. And the head coach was the assistant head coach in the World Cup. And Erasmus is still there. So nothing's changed. The game plan obviously hasn't changed. They kick a lot, um, you know. I think this will do the Lions world good. Obviously, not every player play, but I think the players who played tonight can really emphasise, you know, if you look at that game on Saturday, they can emphasise their players. You need to bring the physicality. You need to really step up now. So, overall, I, yes, I wish they'd won. Um, you know, but considering the halfbacks didn't necessarily fire great, um, not too bad not too bad like you say I mean question marks on who leads the team now in my opinion um, you know captains especially in these big games look look back to and I know I've brought up quite a few times look back to that third test against New Zealand and blatant penalty to New Zealand but because Sam Warburton said if you've read his book or you've listened to the interviews he said you only get a couple of opportunities with a referee where you might be able to change something and he'd saved them throughout the game. And he just, he managed to sort of, I don't want to say manipulate the referee, but he managed to get the referee to sort of change his mind. He yeah. didn't see that today, did you? I mean, there was, when Louis Rousamit went close and he got pinged for a double movement, that hit on, on Harris. Harris yeah. How is that not getting looked about the TMO? How is that not? Look, that? Farrell was arguing something with the referee. Yeah. Powell said, um, he said something like, excuse me, sir, um, could you please go and have a look at the tackle before the pass or something? He basically asked him to have a look and he just said no. Which obviously you can't because there's no captain's challenge. But I'm afraid, like to me though, your TMO is there to watch that and surely he's watched all the build-up as well. And to me, he's just made a point of ignoring it. So if you watch it, it's pure shoulder and it looks like it's to at least chin. And late. 
Yeah, he's not trying to rap or anything like that, has he? No, no. And it, you know, would it have influenced the game? It's probably a yellow card, so yes. Yeah. Because uh, at the time, I think they might have been, I think they might have still been down to 14 men. So, you know, I'm not going to stand here and, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not blaming the referee, of course, but I think in this day and age, things like that need to be. And there was a few times, there was a few hits from South Africa. That Jasper B set, he's been sent off like twice in the Premiership, hasn't he? And yeah, there was one in the second half I didn't think get got checked out either. And um, yeah, so that's something to to keep an eye on because yeah, that South Africans are are like that, you know. Yeah. Um. But I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm in agreement with you. I think it was it's really really good to have like a proper a proper match like that, and it, it's only going to do good providing providing that they've got enough of the players have got through that match because, like you say, Win Jones went off with a we looked like an injury. Um, yeah. Anthony Watson was limping a bit as well. Um, obviously, Liam Williams went off with a HIA. You know, if he did, if obviously he was concussed, so that could be him out for a, a, a you know depending on how he comes through the protocols. So there's like you know there's there could be people like missing. You've obviously got Hogg and Henshaw that have been struggling with injuries or COVID or whatever they've got. So it's um, you know Henshaw and Hogg warmed up tonight. Oh, did they? Yeah, I was watching them before the. Uh, I think I think they might have had the whole team out, but I watched them. They were they were going through drills, mate, which is good to see. Hogg needs to be. Hogg needs to play Saturday, doesn't he? I think Hogg uh, and Henshaw both need to play on Saturday. Well, they can't. Yeah. Chris Chris Harris can't play again because he must be fucked. Because he's just played two. Bundyaki's playing every game. Yeah, so them, them two. Yeah, but then, I, you can't. Who are you gonna play at centre on on Saturday? Because Daly's played a lot of rugby as well. Uh, Farrell's yeah. played a lot of rugby as well. It's like fuck. I, I'd imagine Henshaw Daly. Yeah. Hey, to be honest, I don't know why they haven't called out and uh, called up another centre. Yeah. Because if you look at it, Finn Russell being out for two weeks, and they've called up Marcus Smith. And so obviously. I think, I think, I think Marcus Smith plays Saturday. Yeah, I, well, I think I think if Bigger's fit, Bigger gets a run out. Do you? See, I think yeah. he's playing on the Test match, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, so I mean, but I think if Bigger does, if big if Bigger plays, he plays forty minutes. Me plays first half, and then see yeah. you, see you later, sunshine. Um, yeah, interesting. I think there's. You know, it's been said all all along, and I've said it. You know, the Lions haven't dominated the scrum, and you know, I've seen South Africa journalists. They should be scared because of the box. And you're like, well, hang on, you don't have to dominate the scrum. You just have to be able to hold your own against them. Yeah. What happened to England is they got they got mullered, didn't they? In their yeah, scrum, they played, they played Macro Polo and he got mullered. They should have played yeah. Joe Marler. Well, and they lost Sinclair, didn't they? they lost Sinclair in the, the second minute, didn't they? And Dan yeah. Cole is. Not the same Dan Cole. Dan Cole could scrum still though. Yeah, but he's he's not he's not Carl Sinclair, is he? No. Um, and I think you know you don't you only have to hold your own and get get a couple of penalties. So that I think that's I think that's huge. Line out was huge. Um, obviously they got pinged a few times at Mall, um, but I think sometimes that's yeah that's there was a couple of times I thought it was harsh, but. Is what it is, um, but major one. I mean, I, I mean that's a huge positive to me that, to think the scrum went well. And if you think that's probably the second choice front row, um, with Sutherland, George, and Furlong looking like favourites, that's not that's not a bad sign, is it? No, no, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the very good sign for the Lions. Very good sign for the Lions. I thought Henderson was quiet. I think that he's given an, an opportunity for uh, definitely. Halloween Jones or uh, yeah. I, I mean to be fair this, it's given an opportunity for some like Courtney Laws because if you're talking about physicality and sort of roughing getting in there um, someone like Laws really comes into the picture now doesn't he yeah really comes into the picture um, so yeah I mean not all bad let's say not all bad at all so we're going to do our Lions, Lions team then yeah this week then, yeah? Okay. This week. So, I've Chris Sutherland, George and Furlong. Same as last week. Um, 50-50, to be honest. 
Sutherland now. I just think Sutherland's probably played a little bit more than him. Um, but to be honest, it really wouldn't fuss me. Started. Yeah, I'm the same. I, th- I think that wouldn't. If you if you know what I'm saying, um, I still think Jamie George probably. You're saying about Cowan Dickey, but I think Cowan Dickey brings real intensity off a bench, real intensity off a bench that I don't think George and um, obviously Ken Owens. I love Ken Owens. I'd love him for him to start the test, and I had him in there. I don't think he's done anything wrong. In fairness. Um, but you've got three top quality hookers yeah it's it's, front row's ridiculous I mean Mako is a great player I just think he's just maybe a little bit past it I'm not trying to be horrible Um, but the rest of it the front row is stacked in it stacked Um, you know you you think you've got someone like Xander who you know like Xander's same way I'm not being arsed potentially your third choice Tight head, brilliant. Um, second row, I've got Maruatoji, and it'll probably piss off a few people. I've thrown Alan Wynn Jones in there. Um, I think one, then I think his he's obviously going to add a little bit of bulk to the team as well. Uh, he'll add a bit of bulk, and more importantly, add a lot of leadership to the team. Um, I've stuck to the same back row. Um, because I do think we do need another big body um, in terms of like what we've seen tonight with physicality. Players like Peter Steftatore, I think you do need to go head-to-head with that. I think with Ty Byrne, you get, he's really good on the ground and he's really good around the pitch as well. So I don't think you lose too much and he's obviously another line-out option, so that hasn't changed for me. Um, and then in the backs... I've got Ali Price and Dan Bigger as the halfback pairing. So I've kicked Murray out of the team. Um, end of the day, Ali Price, um, I mean, he's, he's had more t- game time, but when he's had that game time, he's took his opportunities more than anyone else. Yeah. Um, so I've got Ali Price and Bigger as my halfback, because I still believe I don't, Finn Russell's not going to be playing in that first test unless something miraculous happens. Um, and I think Bigger's still playing. They keep going on about you have to have Farrell in for a world-class goal kicker. And I think, so short-sighted. Like, people have never seen so Bigger in, kick before. In 2020, although Finn Russell doesn't kick as much as um, Farrell, Finn Russell's kicking percentage was better than Farrell's at international level. So, Bigger <laughs> probably was even better. So. Yeah, well, I, 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 I that you like you forget that, you know, when England, when Wales played England in that World Cup, and we off teams decimated, and Bigger's just kicking goals for I just anyway. The other thing tonight, I think they missed, which Bigger brings is he's fantastic in the air, and tonight, you know, to change it up, you could have had that, you know, the bigger where he chases his kicks and stuff like that. I just, yeah. Yeah, I think he's playing well, um, and then centres. I've changed my mind, so I've changed them around. So I've got, I know he hasn't played, but I, I, I still think if he's fit, Henshaw's got to play, but Henshaw's going to play 12 at mine and Harris at 13. I hope you're right. So I've swapped that round. Um, see, I can be nice. You think I'm harsh on some of these Scottish players. <laughs> uh, wingers, Josh Adams, I still think he's got credit in the bank. Louis Samet, uh, as great of a player he is and as great of a player he's going to be, I think, Tonight showed some of his inexperience. He still he grafted, uh, but I think he's too far away. So Adams on one wing. I've picked Duan on the other wing because I think you know. Listen, at the end of the day, he's on form. Um, I think from tonight it still worries me. I would love. I text you. I would have loved to see Duan tonight yeah. to see how he got on because of this is exactly how none of the, the other teams have been playing. And you can tell the difference when you've got a Faf or a Mornay Stain or a Andre Pollard. Yeah. I need to see him under the high ball. Um, but listen, at the end of the day, he has been the form wing. And as well, with him, when you've, because you've put um, Henshaw and Harris as your centres, you've got a ball carrying back still. Yeah, I think Henshaw's a carrying back, isn't he? No, he's not massive, is he? He, he carries the ball big, man. 
Carrison will be. And then I've gone, I've still got Hog at fullback. Um, okay. I dropped two, I dropped, I dropped Sanjay off the wing. To be fair, I could still have Sanjay in. I've dropped Sanjay. Watson played all right. I've got, I dropped Sanjay, I've dropped Aki, I've dropped Murray, I've dropped Henderson. <laughs> Uh, and then my bench is Louis Cavendicky, Wynne Jones, Sinclair. I've still gone Laws. I put Curry instead because I thought he was fantastic tonight. And I think he covers six, seven, probably eight. He's played eight for England, hasn't he? Yeah. And I've got Murray, Farrell, and Daly. Roger. So I'll go for mine. So I've gone Sutherland, Cavendicky, and George. So Sutherland. Uh, Sorry, Sutherland, Cowan, Dickey and Furlong. Sorry. So, Sutherland, Furlong have stayed in there. Um, I've put Cowan, Dickey in uh, and took George out. I know what you're saying about the impact stuff, but I think Cowan, Dickey's the best out of the three hookers. I'd rather go with what I think my best team is. Um, so, I've, I've gone with that. Um, and George... Uh, yeah, so, Jeremy George comes out. Uh, second row, I've gone with you. I've gone Alwyn Jones and Atoji. I did have Henderson in originally with a toji but um, obviously I didn't think he went well today and I think Alan Wynne Jones coming back out is going to come in and captain the team uh, six and seven so I've I had laws at six originally but I've taken him out and I'm going to this is the one where I don't think Gatland this is the only thing I've, I've not really gone with Gatland I've got what I want them to do so I've gone Curry at six Watson at seven uh, because I want them to do that because Watson's proved it and Curry proved it today they can still get over the game line Um they're still good carriers uh, and they're just an absolute nuisance. And I thought the breakdown wasn't great today. And I think putting them two in could improve the breakdown. Um, so, and I just love to see there's such nuisances and they're so busy. I just think if you get them working in tandem, they could be quality. Obviously, it could massively backfire as well, though. Uh, going at eight, I've kept with Conan. I think he's been good. I thought, like you said, I thought Toby did all right today, but not enough to get in the side from what I've seen in the game so far. Conan's been the, been the best eight. Uh, nine and ten, I've left it at Murray and Bigger. I think Price is a form nine, but I think he's going to keep Murray in there. Um, I think that's why he made him captain, because he was already in his head as his starting scrum off. Uh, bigger, I just think he's been the best ten throughout. Uh, I'd like to have seen more of Finn, but obviously with him being injured, um, he, he's not he's not there yet. So, um, yeah, Bigger at ten. Uh, then I've gone centres, so I've Put Farrell in at 12 now uh, with Henshaw at 13. Not because I want to, more because I think that's what um, Gatland will do. I think he's going to have the, the bigger Farrell access now. And then if anything happens to like a bigger, Farrell can jump in at 10 then and obviously he can move from the bench. I did have Ack at 12 originally, but I've swapped him then for Farrell. Uh, and Henshaw, obviously if he goes well on Saturday, I think he'll be in the team. It seems like he was like one of the starters that everyone was talking about before the tour even started because of how good he's been for Ireland in Six Nations and for Leinster as well this season. Uh, wings, I've gone like you. I've gone Duhan and Adams. I've like, like, I just think if Aki's not going to play at 12, then I think you need another ball carrier in there, which Duhan does. I agree with you. Defensively, possibly not the best, but you know, in attack, he's been an absolute monster. Like I think he's like 21 defenders beaten or something. Ridiculous. And Josh Adams, just his form is brilliant and, and he's good defensively, good in the air, just good round the park really. And then fullback, Hogg's not played, so I've gone Liam Williams. Um I would like I'd love it to be Hogg, but he's just not played. So I don't I don't think he can start. Uh whereas Williams, you know, pretty pretty good defensively, good under the high ball. So he comes in at, at 15. So Hogg comes out. And then on the bench, I've gone George, Wynne Jones and Sinks, uh, Tyg Byrne. Uh, I've brought Falatel on the bench now and, and moved Navidi. I thought Navidi struggled a bit today. I don't think he was particularly good. A bit anonymous, I thought. I know you said he went about his business. And sometimes they can look anonymous then, people, even though they're obviously not. But I just thought he was, wasn't really in the game. That's, that's, why, that's how I thought about Watson on Saturday. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I, I do get it. I do get it. Uh, and, then on the, and then backs, I've gone Price. Harrison Daly, Harrison Daly because they're versatile, um, and then so obviously Harris has come in and Finn's gone up off the bench, so and that's it. Mm. Interesting. Never going to be that, is it? Never going to be ours. <laughs> so well, when we do it next week, next Wednesday, when we do testing. this, that's going to be our proper testing. So and then, but we probably won't find out the lines until the Thursday, will we? 
No, yeah, it'd be like Thursday, 11 o'clock or something, wouldn't it? Yeah. Right, good. Oh, we, yeah, we can do it Thursday if you want to do it, if you want to wait for the Lions squad to come out first. Oh, I'd like to name ours. Yeah. Oh, oh, actually, oh we, yeah, we could do... Well, we, yeah, we could wait till Thursday till we get to the maps and we could probably speak about what we'd change, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, right, okay, so to finish up, there was more... International rugby at the weekend. Obviously, Scotland weren't playing because they're just infected. COVID um, everywhere. Terrible, terrible COVID bubble. Um, well, let's talk about uh, Argentina tried to blame Georgia. Uh, sorry, South Africa tried to, tried to play Georgia for theirs. But apparently, the um, obviously, they're, they're meant to be in hard bubbles and the South African players have been able to go home. Rumour. Rumour. So that can't help, can it? Right, anyway, yeah, on to played Argentina. Um, and the game ended up in a, a 20-all draw. Um, it, it wasn't a great game, uh, to be fair. It's, uh, at the end of the day, Wales were down 20 points to six or... No. We're down. Were anyway, 20 points to three, down? 20 points to three, maybe, yeah. 20 points to three, maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, really disappointing game. I think the things to take into consideration, pretty much Argentina's first team, very experienced team. Um, people saying they haven't played for a while, but it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't like South Africa. They played, you know, they, they were beating New Zealand last October. Um, and then, you know, a relatively inexperienced Wales team, uh, you know, if it's um, Moriarty and who else really? There's not not a lot of caps in that Wales team. Jonathan Davis, you, Jonathan Davis, yeah. So if you take Moriarty and Jonathan Davis out, there'll only be a few with you know double figure caps. So that's something to to take into consideration. But yeah, it wasn't a great game. We got completely um, dominated at the breakdown. Dominated the breakdown, uh, quite a rude awakening, really. And uh, you know, I think we're missing. It's crazy to say this in Wales, but I think we're missing a, an out and out seven. Um, I think Botham's more of a six slash seven. Um, yeah, which Argentine dominated is the thing. I mean, I, I suppose the thing to say that's disappointing on our side is Argentina were down to to ten men for. 50 minutes, maybe 55 minutes of the game. I mean, blatant red. There was loads of people talking about it, saying that's not a red card. Something I was talking about before with Faf. I don't. Have you have you seen the highlights? Have you seen I've any of the see, game? Uh, All I've seen is Thomas Williams strike. Right. So basically, the full Hallam uh, Amos has got the ball, and the fullback just runs into him and smashes him, like tackles him, but smashes him in the face. And there's people saying, "Well, oh, that's not a red card, Joe. It's, it's a rugby collision." Well, the Argentinian doesn't have to smash him there. He could smash him by doing a normal rugby tackle, like cut him in half. Um, so by going so upright, you're running the risk. So it was def- definitely red card. Um, but yeah, listen, we just we didn't react well. Um, Hardy and Sheedy were very poor. Um, something I was looking forward to, having them two com- um, together. But just didn't click. And, and to be honest, a bit like we were talking about before with the Lions, that, that Canadian game probably didn't really help that much, if anything. You know, it got that easy. They're throwing the ball around. You know, you're making easy line breaks. You're scoring tries. You know, it's just a bit too easy. And I think they got a bit of a rude awakening from Argentina, who are, you know, fully-fledged, you know, top-end international team. Um, but, yeah, Hardy and Sheedy were very poor. Um we looked far better when Thomas Thomas Williams came on and Jared Evans, Thomas Williams, me personally, I think he should be on this Lions tour. And I've said it so many times. I generally believe he'd be he could be pushing to start a Lions test if you were there. I just think he's he's class. He's so good. And I mean I like Gareth Davis, but Gareth Davis isn't even first or second best scrum scrum off in Wales, let alone in the British and Irish Lions. Yeah. Um so yeah, they were poor. Jonathan Davis, he's poor. I'm going to say he's past it. 
yeah. I mean, he's not 12. And, you know, he just didn't look, didn't look right. Dylan Lewis was mullered in the scrums, but managed to stay on till the 60. He got, he got yellow carded, but managed to stay on till the 67th minute. Like, Pivak was trying to make a point. Um, when you've got Leon Brown, who sat on the bench, the Six Nations, and same again, it's another point I keep making, but it's it's a frustration for me. Dylan Lewis needs to go back to club rugby and, and concentrate on his scrummaging. It's great that he can carry, and it's great that he's effective on the floor. But that's not your bread and butter, mate. <laughs> you know, all these props, all right, modern-day props, they do need to be more, but weirdly enough, all these really good modern-day props, like Furlong, Singles, their bread and butter is they can scrummage. Yeah. And it's great that they can do the rest. Um, yeah, so well at fullback, um, look really good in attack, uh, really good under the high ball. Thought he was that's probably his best game he's played for Wales, which was good to see. Aaron Wainwright started off really well. He had one really, really good run from inside his own half, but unfortunately got injured. And then the sort of balance of the back row was really bad. Then they brought they decided to bring Josh Turnbull on instead of um, Tane Basham, which is a real shock for me because you could have... Josh Turnbull was the replacement, or there, to replace the, the locks. So we end up playing both our second rows for 80 minutes, which, you know, especially against an Argentina team who were bringing on, who brought on two second rows from their bench. I just thought, you know, these are opportunities. I think, you, you know, you want to see a Tane Basham in there against a good team, not just giving them the sort of the last 10 minutes, 20 minutes. So I thought that was a poor decision. But yeah, a frustrating game. I mean, at the end of the day, we could have won it with the last kick of the game. Jared Evans missed the kick. Um, that's something that is improved him, uh, his goal kicking. Um, was it a difficult kick? Um, for me, not for an international goal kicker. Um, yeah, not for me. Uh, I do think it's something he should be nailing, to be honest. Um, you know, I'm not going to... I could quite easily go, yeah, it was really difficult. I don't think it was. I think he could have... It's a kick he should have got. I mean, whether he deserved to win, I don't know. I don't think so. But um, it was dead scrap. We had plenty of opportunities, but it was just... Like, if you went from the Canada game where everything stuck and it all flowed, they all looked like the midfield and stuff looked like they'd never met each other before, to be fair. Um, listen, the, the good thing about this weekend, though, is we get another crack and we'll be more better prepared for them. We know what they're going to come. Argentina aren't going to change their um, the game plan too much. They scored a couple of good tries, in fairness to them. Um, but, I, I mean, personally, I'd make a few changes... I'd bring Tom Tompkins in for uh, for Foxy. Um, he's got nothing to prove, has he? Um, you might as well give Tompkins a, a run. I'd bring Thomas Williams back into the team for Hardy. I'd give Sheedy another go. Because um, I think Sheedy's a good, do want, good do player. See, do you not want to see Jared Evans from, uh, Jared Evans from the start? Uh, yeah, part of me does. Um, yeah, I suppose you could. But I think Sheedy, after sitting on the bench in all six nations, deserves to get a few starts. I mean, he's had two, I suppose. You are right, so maybe. The other thing I bring, I bring Tane Basham in for both of them. Both of them kind of got schooled at the breakdown at the weekend. Um, he's a young player. Um, so, you know, his time's not gone. I thought he, he's... Well, I thought he had a school. And so it'd be nice to see Basham get a go. And I bring Leon Brown at a tight head. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it now, but I bring Leon Brown at a tight head. Um, and have Samson Lee or, you know, Will Griff John, mate, just, just Dylan Lewis, just sometimes just, you'd have had it with Scotland, you have it with club teams. There's, there's times where you think with players, why, why, what what are you seeing that I'm not seeing? Yeah. And obviously we're not there in training and stuff, are we? So, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to say I, I could pick a better team than um, Pivak, because obviously I couldn't, but... Yeah, I mean, Ben Carter would be better for it. He was a bit quieter, obviously. It's not Canada, it's Argentina. Uh, Will Rollins went okay. But I mean, except for Amos, there was, wasn't really that many great performances, if I'm honest. So, still looking forward to it today, this weekend. I mean, another good weekend of rugby. You've got France versus Australia, third test. And I think France are going to have the going to go full noise this weekend. 
What, so they're playing again already? Because they played on yeah. yesterday, didn't they? Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. France's third team one. They're, France have got players who play second division rugby in France, haven't they? Have they? Yeah, yeah. Full back, I think the front row will play second division. Ridiculous. And, um, but I, th- I actually think this weekend, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere they're going to like, they'll pretty much be full noise this weekend, which is scary for Australia. <laughs> yeah. um, so you got, I think that's like 11 o'clock kickoff, then Wales at three on S4C, and then Lions, five o'clock against the Stormers, which would be really interesting because obviously, probably going to see Marcus Smith and the interesting thing about this game week, this weekend it is the last opportunity. It is literally it, isn't it? it that's it. That's it. Now this, the, the players who are selected, and you could probably could probably pick it now with the players that are left. Um, it is their last opportunity. So you could either see the Sharks game where it looks a bit disjointed and players are trying too hard and it doesn't flow, or you could just see them, you know coming out all guns blazing so yeah it'd be really interesting to see really interesting so, yeah I'm surprised there's not like a, a midweek game between the tests because that's happened previously hasn't it yeah yeah I just think it's probably down to restricted with COVID and stuff isn't it yeah um, like they're I, still I, talking isn't because right? I, I feel sorry for like so like after Saturday you know that could be someone not like literally staying out there for another three weeks, but not playing again. Yeah, it's interesting because if if um, if you go onto the BBC BBC Rugby, Sam Warburton's been doing in, uh, interviews. I think he did Gareth Edwards and he did Gavin Hastings. I've listened to them too, and he, he yeah. talks that about Gavin Hastings saying Gavin Hastings was saying we played the first test and then there was a game midweek and then the second test. And Warburton was saying that's sort of the thing that they don't have anymore. It's usually, you know, test, test, test. And I think New Zealand was test, 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 wasn't it? But Australia wasn't. Yeah, that's right. And interesting, it's not just that players, you know, can have another game. In that 2013 test series, I think Dan Lidget captained like the midweek team, like dirt trackers. But he played that well. He Eventually, he played in that second test and third test. You know, it, it gives you that opportunity, doesn't it? Um, but I think, to be fair, I don't, you know, I think Gatlin would prefer to have another game. I, I just think that's taken out of his hands. Um, and with you, that's a bit disappointing, isn't it? Because, like you say, if you think, if, if you have a stinker on Saturday, let's just say. So I'm obviously thinking it from like Xander Ferguson, he's had one start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and to be fair, that's, I mean, what's unfortunate for these Lions players is because of COVID, there's been that much disruption, hasn't there? That there is players who generally just haven't had, you know, a lot of opportunities to certain positions, have they? Yeah. Um, you know, Xander, Hogg, um, Henshaw, that's more down to injury, Gareth Davis, you know, they've all missed out on sort of more opportunities, haven't they? So it's it is a bit of a mad tour, like, but yeah, a lot to look forward to this weekend. So wife's in work on Saturday, so I'll have the TV to myself. Nice day of rugby. Bike ride in the morning, maybe, and then a bit of rugby in the afternoon. Lovely. Decent. Lovely. What am I doing this weekend? Oh, packing up the house, aren't we? We're moving in London two and a half weeks. Yeah, enjoy I'll, watch that, rugby, I'll watch the rugby like, but uh, um, I'll be uh, I'll take a break from moving when the rugby's on. I think just have the just have the Wales game in the background, mate. Yeah, not by shout. Yeah, right, sounds so. Yeah, another week down for the Lions. Another crazy week down for the Lions. I think we haven't really spoke about it that much, have we? The sort of disruption this week right, with yeah. you know having to change all half the team and having to play the Sharks twice because of just ridiculous, ridiculous. I mean, it's amazing that South Africa managed to play tonight, if you think about it, when they had 26 players test positive in the South African camp. And obviously, I think a lot of them were asymptomatic, weren't they, which is good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 
fingers crossed, Touchwood now, all that's gone. I mean, there's still sort of discussions about whether it's going to go to stay in Cape Town now or go back up to Johannesburg. Obviously, Lions will want to stay in Cape Town because of altitude. But I think it only it'll affect the Lions as much now because they've been in altitude now for what three weeks. Yeah. So you know, although the South Africans will have a better, you know, a better use of it or used being used to it. Sorry, the Lions are still have had a bit of there. So um, as long as three test games gets played, I'm happy. I'm happy. Good. Right. Okay. So yeah, next week we'll do it Thursday next week because then we'll discuss the test team. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah, All right, we'll do it Thursday next week. We can discuss the test team and obviously go over what we what we think, what we'd change. We'll obviously talk about the Stormers game, see if anyone had a blinder, if anyone, you know, we think played themselves out. And obviously we'll have a review of hopefully Wales. What's your prediction for Wales this weekend? You did Wales by 15, didn't you? Yeah, so I'm I, not going to do that again. I'll still I go Wales, been, I, Wales by five. I, I would have been close, didn't I? I said Wales by four. And I'm going to stick to Wales by four. <laughs> um, yeah, another close one. But I think Wales will be better off this week. Yeah, it might same. be a little bit better off. Um, hopefully Wayne Wright's not injured because he's been fantastic recently. And I think he's a, a genuine option at eight for Wales now. Yeah, but Moriarty can play eight, can't he? Yeah, of course he can, yeah. And Moriarty needs to get involved a bit more. He's been really, not quiet, but you know, he just needs to get that bastard back that we all love. Right, cool. Fantastic, yeah. Any questions? Let us know what you think about your Lions teams um, on Twitter, or on Instagram, Facebook. You can find us, Dragon Fisher Rugby. Yeah, let us know. Obviously, there's going to be a lot and lot of selection talk in the next well, week and a half now, isn't there? So, yeah, a lot of selection talk in the next week and a half. So, we'll see. We'll see. All right, then. Thank you very much for listening. Um, and we'll be back next week. Thank you very much. Boy. Boy. Boy.